This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. Our Premier Kathleen Wynne said she would like the provincially owned LCBO to be involved in the distribution of recreational marijuana. And today, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce wrote her an open letter urging her to consider government-licensed private retailers as well. We're joined now by Carl Baldoff, who is the VP of Policy and Government Relations for the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Hi, Carl. Good afternoon. Now, first off, for people that don't know, can you tell us what the uh, Ontario Chamber of Commerce's role is? Sure. So the Ontario Chamber of Commerce is an organization that represents about 135 boards of trade or chambers of commerce in communities across the province. So every community has a board of trade or a chamber of commerce that represents the business interests in those, in those communities. So we, ha- we represent about 60,000 businesses across Ontario. And why did you decide to write the Premier an open letter? You know, we've been talking uh, a lot about this issue in recent months, individuals interested in public policy. We've heard from the federal government that they're going to be legalizing marijuana, recreational marijuana, this upcoming spring. We've spoken with folks that are looking at it from a financial perspective, and they've said that, we, we spoke to Dundee Capital Markets, they've said that by 2024, recreational marijuana is going to be a $2 billion a year industry in Ontario alone. Wow. So our members, you know, private businesses, are looking at this opportunity and saying, we are responsible members of the community, and we want to take part in this tremendous opportunity. We can be responsible distributors of this product, like we do with so many other types of products. So rather than just immediately concluding that the LCBO would be the right distribution channel, we want to encourage the Premier to look at a number of system, system distribution options that could enable private sector businesses to be part of the distribution of this product. And what are your key points in your letter? One of the things the province might want to consider is a licensing system. So you say, you know, a city the size of Toronto would have X number of licenses, a city the size of Windsor would have X number of licenses. And then individual businesses could apply to acquire one of those licenses to sell recreational marijuana. So in that way, the province is still controlling in a given area how, 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 how accessible marijuana is. However, you're leveraging the talent and the ability of for-profit businesses to be partners. Anyone that would vie for a license we think has to demonstrate a commitment to public safety, you know, agree not to sell to minors, and you know, there would be ways in which we would test to ensure that they're abiding by their commitments. Um, but what we're saying is that the, there's no reason why we shouldn't presume that the private sector can be an important partner in distribution of this product. How would you choose who gets that license? Right. So we understand that uh, that uh, public safety is a concern. We understand that uh, commitment to uh, addiction issue, to, to confronting addiction issues, is a concern. So we would we would encourage the, the the province to do that research and to assess what what is a priority for them. Public safety, of course, is a priority for us as well. Um, but. We do think that there are ways of, you know, if you apply for a liquor license in this province, you have sure. to meet certain standards. And we think such a, such a model would be appropriate. One of the other things we also touch on in our letter is that we agree that communities should be able to have a veto power. And so if there is a municipality who decidedly does not want to enable recreational marijuana to be uh, accessible in their community, we, we think it's appropriate that that community should also be able to say, uh, no, we do not want to have licenses available in our community, right? So in that sense, they're kind of, they would be, it would be similar to a prohibition model, right? We know that there's communities where, where the groundswell of public support simply isn't there. We don't think that this product should be thrust upon a certain area of the province. But for those areas of the province that do see an opportunity, 
could see that there is potential economic stimulus that could happen as a result of this. Um, we think that the, the private sector can be a partner in that. Not to be contrary, but wouldn't it be thrust upon them anyways if they go ahead and sell it in the LCBO? Well, you know, it, it, if they sell in the LCBO, then they are once again reverting to a, a state-owned monopoly to mm-hmm. distribute this product. And when people buy, you know, people that purchase cigarettes, if they go into a convenience store, you know, they're also picking up uh, pop or food or their groceries for the day. And we think that, you know, marijuana can be a similar type of anchor product in certain, certain, um, certain stores. And will in- encourage people to to go to a, a, a licensed distributor of uh, uh, recreational marijuana and potentially uh, acquire additional products. And so you're you're enabling private sector economic growth. And these companies, I'll tell you, you know, they've been having a lot of challenges recently dealing with rising uh, rising electricity prices. Mm-hmm. Products that they can utilize to anchor new uh, new customers. Are, are an important part of ensuring that we have a vibrant private sector in this province. So is the major concern that the Ontario Chamber of Commerce has with the LCBO model, is that because you're just thinking a, a monopoly doesn't really work for most retailers? Well, I mean, the problem that we have with the LCBO model is that you have to ask yourself, as we begin this conversation, what are we trying to achieve by immediately concluding that the LCBO is the distributor, right? We, are we trying to protect citizens from from the challenges associated with this product? And if that's the case, are there not ways that we can introduce distribution models that would still enable the private sector to be a partner in this and not immediately conclude that the LCBO is is the is the appropriate distribution channel? I just want to read something from because you have five key points here in the open letter and under limit points of access. I just want to read uh, a little bit from it and then ask you for some clarification on what you actually mean by this. You say, we do not believe, however, that a limiting access is synonymous with government operated distribution system, a licensing system whereby a fixed number of access points are auctioned out to both the public and private sectors, including unions, may be more efficient a more efficient model of regulated delivery. Now, here's where I have the question. Right here, this clause here. Creating service delivery competition structured by best practice social responsibility standards may create a virtuous race to the top, whereby potential delivery agents are incentivized to be innovative in their approach of social responsibility principles. I got to ask you, what do you mean by that? Right. So what we mean is that um, as consumers, we are attracted to good corporate citizens. And if we see that there are businesses that really are still distributing this product, but doing so in a way that underscores a broad commitment to social responsibility, uh, to being uh, good guardians, to ensure that this product is not given to minors, then I think that we would be customers that would be attracted to those kinds of businesses. You're putting an onus on the private sector businesses to to race to the top, to demonstrate their, their commitment to public safety, their commitment to confronting addiction challenges. And they are incentivized through um, through customers who would who look kindly on that kind of approach um, naturally through the market. And so we're you know we, we think that it's a positive model that can incentivize good corporate behavior because you'd have customers that are attracted to that kind of corporate citizen. All right. Well, uh, marijuana is supposed to be legalized in Canada next spring. We're all thinking it's going to happen on uh, April twentieth, four twenty, when the <laughs> feds introduce that legislation. I appreciate you joining us on the show. And you know, very uh, in in closing here, I want to know: Did you decide to write the premier that open letter to start a dialogue with her on pot distribution model and the ones that she likes? 
bags or to get us, the public, to put pressure on Wynne, seeing as she's very eager to please these days? Well, yeah, it, it's both, really. When she came out in the spring identifying the LCBO as her first choice, she then wavered a bit, mm-hmm. and so that created an opening for us as the public to have a broader conversation around what is our preference. As the OCC Ontario's business advocate, we're articulating what our preference is, and I'd be curious to hear what the public's is. The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.